welcome to Don't Tell Mama, where we spill the sweet tea on all things Southern. I'm Mandy. I'm Leah. I'm Katie. And you're listening to Don't, Don't Tell Mama. How y'all doing with that New Year's resolution to get rid of the quarantine 2020? <laughs> the gyms are closed, but there's still the outdoor gym. Um, so you still have some options. And we're going to talk about our unhealthy habits, healthy habits, and how to get moving in this new year. So let's start out with our most unhealthy habit. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> um, I think mine is probably um, how much I love pizza rolls. They taste like childhood. They do. It's it's a, so it's definitely an unhealthy addiction that I've probably indulged in a little too often this last year. Twenty twenty needed some, um, you know, emotional eating to help me make it through and pizza rolls were, were there for me. Oh, wait, you had the most amazing birthday party. Oh, do you remember the theme? Yes. Pajamas and pizza rolls. <laughs> oh yeah. I can't beat that. <laughs> that is the best theme ever. And I think that's what started it. So my birthday is in March and it was right before quarantine happened. And literally like right before, like three days later, we went into quarantine mode. So, um, my husband DJ threw it, threw me a pajamas and pizza roll party and I got cute pajamas and we had pizza rolls and everybody came over and it was, it was really fun. <laughs> that might've started the, the process though, because I tried for a long time not to eat them because I like them so much. And then that might've been my downfall. Well, downfall or not, pizza rolls are amazing. <laughs> They're so good. <laughs> yeah. Remind me of childhood and um, just gorging myself on them, right, with friends. Um, but I think my most unhealthy habit is my sweet tooth. I don't have one sweet tooth. I have all sweet teeth. I just crave sugar. Um, so once I get started, I can't stop. Uh, some of my favorites are ice cream. Ben and Jerry's is one of my best friends. <laughs> <laughs> So I would say not even during the holidays, just throughout the year. It's it's me kind of taming my uh, my sweet addiction. So I definitely have a sweet addiction too. It is one I inherited from my momo I was closest with. We both had a big time sweet tooth. And I still do, but it's something I have learned to control. And it, I let it kind of go rampant for a month or so around the holidays. And then I kind of get it back under control and it's the cycle. But I would say my most unhealthy habit is letting the stress from whatever's going on affect my health, like my sleep, my stomach, my overall quality of life. And it's something I still struggle with all the time. Yeah. Anxiety is definitely a big one and it's difficult to keep that under control. And feeding it is is definitely can take a toll on you physically. Mm -hmm. It's extra difficult during this like turbulent time too in life. So, so we feel you on that. I feel like health 
is it will be a common goal for a lot of people uh, in uh, 2021 and um, you know uh, practicing healthier habits to kind of um, get you motivated inspired to um, keep those goals up right um, but uh, realizing that he healthy habits uh, we can start small so we don't have to overwhelm ourselves and uh, we're going to share lots of great tips and um, just our experiences with this with you. Also, quick disclaimer, oh. just for all of us, we are not doctors, we are not medical professionals, and before you make any health changes or any health decisions, you need to consult your physician, nurse practitioner, licensed healthcare provider. So just wanted to throw that out there. Like I said, I am certainly not a doctor, <laughs> and I do not play one on TV <laughs> or at the library. <laughs> I am not legally allowed to give people medical advice or legal advice as a librarian, even though people seem to think that that's what you're there for. <laughs> I am only certified to teach Pilates and teach dance and those things. I, I don't, I'm not a medical professional whatsoever. Just have good life advice. <laughs> Leah might be, might be able to help you if you're a fish. Yeah, if you're if you're a fish, I might be able to help you, but otherwise, no, I can't. Eat. If you're a mammal, sorry, out of my jurisdiction. But I am not a medical professional. All I can do is give you some ibuprofen and send you on your way. <laughs> <laughs> and and so basically, what we're trying to say is we have we have some uh, just personal experience advice. And, exactly. Uh, yeah, um, some healthy tips, right? Mm -hmm. exactly. So I, ooh, yeah, I don't even know where to begin with all this. Like, right, I'm right. not even, okay, I, first of all, it's complicated. So we're just going to start from the first, like, the, where the real interesting part gets going. So in 2015, as a school librarian, I was rushed to the ER because my eyelids started drooping like I was having a stroke at 30 years old. And the school nurse took my blood pressure. It was through the roof. And I was, my, my mom drove me to the ER because she worked for the school and I was still conscious. And um, they found my levels of potassium were dangerous low, dangerously low, like my heart could have stopped low. And uh, the ER doctor was very confused. So they gave me ma a magnesium drip and shots of potassium until, and a shot of blood pressure medicine. And the ER doctor was like, this is weird. So he actually called a, a cardiologist that also had worked in internal medicine and actually still sometimes see this cardiologist. And he was like, "That's those are markers for a condition called primary hyperaldosteronism and you need to send her to an endocrinologist. So they got me in with an endocrinologist and that cardiologist within the week. And I had, turns out after a CT scan and blood work, I had a tumor on my right adrenal gland about the size of a marble. And it tell, and what it did was it was overproducing the hormone aldosterone, telling my, telling my body to keep sodium and lose potassium, which is super scary. So I was on a ton of medication. And then about six weeks later, I was able to get it removed. And what's interesting about the adrenals is you have two, one on top of each kidney. I did not even know what they were until this happened to me. And once they removed it and I spent the night, I spent the night in ICU for close monitoring, my blood, my blood levels, my hormone levels started to normalize within 24 hours and less than 24 hours. And what happened is my other adrenal gland was dormant because the other one was pumping so many hormones into my body. 
So now it functions for my body. And that helped a lot for one thing. <laughs> so that helped a lot with a lot of the issues of fatigue, numbness in my hands, frequent like trips to the bathroom, but I still wasn't right. And come fall, I still wasn't right. And I kept going to the doctors. They kept running my blood work. Everything kept being fine. And they're like, just go see a GP. You're okay. All the like specialists I'd seen. I'm like, something is still not right. Like I had major indigestion, a lot of anxiety. I was still getting some joint ache and aches and pains. So I went and saw, and it's just so important, y'all, as a side note, to find doctors that listen to you and take you seriously. They may not, even if you're having a bunch of strange symptoms, now be patient, they may not be able to figure it out all at once. So this doctor saw me and was like, okay, your major, major issue right now is your stomach. So they put me on um, basically like, you know, high doses of Prilosec for two weeks, and then I was still having issues. So they tested me for a stomach bacteria called H. pylori, and I was positive. And I had to go through treatment for that. And it's, uh, it's a lot of medications. Like it's, uh, it's actually um, antibiotic resistant. Leah probably could tell you how bad that is. <laughs> and so I had to have two different antibiotics and an extra um, dose of like basically Zyrtec, Prilosec kind of thing. And by that point, I'd lost 40 pounds within three months and couldn't keep anything down by the end of that treatment. It was about 10 days, but by the last like, eight or nine, tenth day, I just couldn't keep anything down. It was the worst health year of my life. And it was a big wake up call for me. I remember when you were going through this, um, cause I think, I think I even took you to the ER one day when we were yeah. um, <laughs> during that period and you're like freaking out and everything. Um, but I remember you were basically down to eating lettuce almost every day. And that was about it. That was about all your stomach could handle. Yeah, it was a crazy, crazy day. So what, but then, okay, but it was like a freaking miracle. Like whenever the H. pylori was treated and the nausea subsided from the treatment, my life changed. Like I had enough energy to get through my day. I felt good. I looked good because I was like a freaking size four. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so I kind of like grabbed hold of it and began like, walking every day and eating better and not letting some of the things that have stressed me out previous to that get to me. And that actually helped because like I'd had such a serious health issue that a lot of things didn't matter. Like I think at the end of that year, um, we had termites and they came through our wall and this was like, after all this stuff had happened to me and I was like, I don't even care. This is not even the worst thing that's happened to me this year. <laughs> <laughs> So, it can really put things in perspective, right? It can. Yeah. But what I can say is you can't do it all at once. Like you can't, and you do need to make these health changes, but you cannot do all the things at one time. Like you can't start going to the gym five days a week and eating le only lettuce. Like it's just not physical. So you should start with small things. Like I always say, give up soda, give up the sugary Starbucks drinks. There are plenty of options at Starbucks, y'all. Maybe I should do a, a live or a, or a story about this. There's plenty of um, drink options that do not involve 50-something grams of sugar because mm -hmm. those frappuccinos do, y'all. Serious. Right. Drinking your calories. You're drinking. So I think the easiest is you don't even miss it. Like once you break that habit after a couple of weeks, you don't even miss it. Yeah. 
if you're a fan of seltzer water, that has like saved me so often, you know, when you're craving a soda or something bubbly, um, you know, but that's just for people who like seltzer waters. I think my mama would have balked at that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's trendy now, but uh, <laughs> there mm-hmm. are people who are like, ugh, just not into it. And that's yeah. fine. That's, or processed food. Yeah. Pop-Tarts should be banned in the U.S., in my <laughs> honest opinion. I still crave one every once in a while, but, like, all the fake, like, the fake processed food, it, you know, it's, there's definitely ways to start very small. Small switches um, are really helpful. Um, so uh, w- let's talk about how we get moving. Yeah, so ways to start, um, start implementing healthier practices into your daily life. My laziest and best tip, because I'm a lazy girl too, I like to lay in bed when I wake up or when I'm about to go to sleep, and I like to roll around and stretch to get moving. Do you kick Brady when you do this? Oh yeah, totally. <laughs> but he's he's doing that with me too. He he's done this ever since I've known him. It's just as soon as he wakes up, he rolls over and starts stretching. And and I know it's, you know, I know he's getting up. So that's it's one of those very simple things. You just wiggle around, do what feels good and um it, it will help you wake up slightly faster and will also help you um kind of calm down and ease into your sleep better too, moving when you wake up and before you go to bed. Another good tip is to, like Mandy said, start a walking practice. If you have an animal that needs to be walked, like make that part of your schedule too, you know, when you go to take them for a walk. I think that's really important. And when Mandy says she walks a lot, like we're talking the consistency queen over here. There's like a schedule every day, right? You're pretty much go rain or shine. I try. I was doing really good during quarantine because of all the time I had. But now that we're back to work and now it's getting darker later, it's a little sketchier. (laughs) Yeah. We have uh, another friend that um, seems that uh, instead of doing like one really long walk, um, during her day, she will break it up and do like mini walks throughout the day, which it, mm-hmm. I, I think that's really cool too. And she she has two dogs. Y'all know who I'm talking about, Cynthia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she does. She'll break it up like little 15 minute, you know, um, uh, little walks either with her dog or just on her own, which is really cool. So that can be helpful for people with a really busy schedule, a tight schedule, you know. I saw a great quote and I'm I'm so sorry, I can't remember where it came from, but it was, sitting sitting at a desk or sitting still is today smoking so yeah it's really bad to just sit so if even if you just make a point to like move four times a day in small increments that's a start yep fitbits are really helpful if if you haven't if you don't have one already right those were mm-hmm. really popular a while ago and i think people still um are really into them um fitbits are great you also have tons of apps on your phone to keep track of the uh as most of them come with an app already it's like a health app per whatever mm-hmm. phone brand you have and um it will tell you how many steps and calories you burned and this and that just from keeping the phone with you you know and it will track your your movement so um like we said some of the easiest ways to get moving 
little stretching to start things off. Um, a, a walking is fantastic for, you know, anyone who has access to a, a, a safe walking area, um, you know, um, and other things you can do to slowly kind of like add healthy practices into your schedule are to uh, find something that you love. Find movement that makes you feel good and it makes you forget that you're working out. That is one of my biggest, like, biggest tips. And, you know, it's like you just start thinking about the things that you like. Um, one of our favorite things that DJ and I started doing when we moved to Arizona is hiking. Um, Mississippi doesn't have as much access. Like there are hiking trails there, but there's only so, so many times I can walk through a marsh when I do that at work all the time, you know. Um, and then not to mention the mosquitoes in the summer. Exactly, exactly. And you can drive and find some ni nice places to hike, but Arizona, um, I just, it's, it's much easier access to really great hiking trails here. And so we've really just enjoyed doing that a lot more. Um, which has been really, really nice. A great way for us to get outside and move. Another thing you can do as well for easy movement to get it in your day is there's a ton of quick workouts on YouTube for free. Like there's, yes. and, and then if you have another streaming service, like Amazon Prime has free workouts. Yeah, it's a great one. DJ and I have used um, in the past, I've used Yoga with Adrian. She has many different series on there. Um, they're usually her videos are usually really great for all skill levels of yoga, um, whether you're a complete beginner and intermediate or advanced. And she does usually like 30 day programs. There's one called at home that she did during quarantine that I've done recently. And the videos are anywhere between 20 minutes and I think 45 minutes. So they're usually pretty doable. And you just you just start with the first one and keep going and you can do any of the series, but the at home one was good. And then I've also used blog Alates in the past. Um, she does a, a monthly calendar and she also has a beginner, um, a beginner calendar. So if you're for, if you're just starting out, she has like a beginner calendar that you can follow. You do like two or three of her videos each day. And then there's a rest day built in and, and things like that. And she's, she's usually really fun. Yeah, those are some of our uh, favorite YouTubers that we um, have kind of uh, been inspired to get more fit with. Um, and Adrienne's uh, home series, like her yoga at home was fantastic. I also did that, the 30-day quarantine home series. <laughs> and um, there's also, so uh, Yoga with Adrian. There's blogilates like we've already talked about. There's also, if you're ready to dive in deep and um, uh, use some uh, like weights and things in your exercises, there is another fantastic YouTuber called, her name is Sydney Cummings. And she also has like any range of uh, times for her exercises, right? Like, like uh, short ones, like 15 minutes, or you can go up to even a full 60 minute exercise with her. So just depends on what you're looking for. Um, but YouTube is a fantastic resource um, if you have access to it. And yeah, and it's free. That is the best part, right? Oh, you know, I like free. I talk about free all the time on my blog. <laughs> Yeah, and these are like free classes from trained professionals, so it's legit. 
We also, so I am a Pilates instructor and I teach a Saturday mat class every weekend. Uh, if anyone is interested in, in that, um, you can join me and uh, we can wake up on Saturday mornings with some Pilates movement. And I try my best to make it a class for beginner, intermediate. I, I don't really go into advanced movement because it's you know it's it's something for everyone so um it's i it's a safe practice and a really great way to get started moving in the new year how can we find that class so you can find this class um at our instagram page so i work for a studio called new river moving arts that's New River Moving Arts on Instagram, and you can direct message us, and we will sign you up for the email list, and you will receive the Zoom link on Friday afternoons. All right, um, and we will also post that information on our Don't Tell Momo uh, Magnolia Lounge Facebook page and our Instagram page as well. Yeah, we'll post a link to all of the different uh, resources that we've talked about so far today um, and for the rest of the episode too. So what are our favorite ways, like when you're not feeling motivated to do anything, how do you, how do you get started? How do you jumpstart that? So DJ and I always, we always kind of fall into some bad habits over the holidays. I think like most of us, right? Um, we go home where we usually for Christmas, except, except this year, of course. Um, but we go home, we eat fried shrimp, we eat all the seafood we can get a hold of because we've been deprived of it in the Arizona desert for so long. His mom is a great cook. My mom's a great cook. She makes lasagna. We, um, we eat my momo's gumbo usually, you know, it's just, we get all the good things, right? And so we come home and all I can, all I can really feel like I need is vegetables, right? I have, I don't think I'd seen anything green the entire time we were home last year, you know? <laughs> um, so we come home and we, I usually try to do some kind of, of January reset on my diet just to kind of wean me off of that sugar and those like fat, like that bad food cravings that you get. Right. So I think the most useful thing that we've done is we did a whole 30 last year and that actually really worked very well for us. Um, and then quarantine hit and it went all downhill from there. But for the first few months of, of the year and even through, I would say probably May, we were, we were doing pretty good, you know, and then it just, everything started to compile after that, but we, it really helped us to reset everything. And I think that like Katie said in the beginning, focusing on one small thing at a time and trying to focus on that and small change, those small changes end up leading to big changes. So not trying to change everything at once, right? The whole 30 is um, basically, it's a diet that is used to kind of figure out what's, what's causing issues in your body. Um, so if inflammation from like, if you're, if you're gluten intolerant, it can kind of show you that it can show you if dairy could be a potential issue or things like that. And so doing that for a short period of time, which is what it's meant to do helps with the reset, but it is not something that is extremely sustainable over a long periods of time. So I wouldn't recommend it for that, but doing those small changes, like doing one thing like that at a time 
can overall lead to bigger changes. Um, right. And let's be completely honest, we're, we're not participating in a, or um, appraising diet culture, right? What we're, what we're sharing is things that worked for us, things that actually help you get informed about your body, like Whole30, if you don't know beforehand what, what kinds of things like give you reactions, it's such a good tool to kind of whittle or weed out the, um, the things that uh, are either causing your skin to change or, um, uh, you know, uh, things that are making you gain weight or things that are just making you feel kind of slow, low energy and sluggish. So that's really what, um, you know, a lot of those um, programs are out there for. Another really good book about that is, you know, kind of like what we're trying to say is anti-diet culture, but pro think about what you put in your body culture. <laughs> right. Intuitive why, eating. <laughs> intuitive eating is why you eat what you eat by Rachel Herz, H-E-R-Z. And I listened to it on audiobook a while ago, but it's really good because it talks about like, because what some of what Leo's experience is experiencing as well is when you cut caffeine or sugar, they create like a drug right like response in your body. So that causes mood swings and crankiness. And I really struggle with giving up coffee because I've had to with the blood pressure issues in the past. And I still sometimes have issues with my blood pressure. So I have to really watch and only have one adrenal gland. So I don't want to fatigue it with a lot of caffeine. So normally my balance now is I can have one cup after I'm done teaching. It's not good to have caffeine first thing in the morning because your adrenals, when you wake up, shoot out something called cortisol, and that's what wakes you up. That's what gets you and Brady stretching in the morning. And um, the caffeine acerbates that. Like it makes you squirt out more and more, and you know, and it's just not good for your body. And sugar is also another supplement that creates like endorphins, and you feel like you need it. And I know it. I know it's like when I have issues like right now. I can eat a whole bag of Christmas chocolate that I have left over, you know, easily. <laughs> so I am not on my high horse here. I am just down here with the rest of y'all. <laughs> right. Yeah. And this intuitive eating idea is really, really interesting. And honestly, the best way to go to kind of learn uh, what your body needs in that moment, you know, and what does that mean? Intuitive eating. What does that mean? It, it I think personally, it just means eating when your body says it needs something, right? So maybe you're one of those people who wakes up and doesn't want breakfast whatsoever. But you know, at a certain point in the day, you're going to need something, right? Because you, you need enough energy to, to get through the day. So that's the time when you plan ahead and say, okay, I'll bring this, you know, this piece of protein, this, you know, thing that's fibrous and this thing that, uh, you know, uh, will kind of tide me over till lunch. And so you just kind of let your body tell you, like, I'm the kind of person who wakes up and I will drink water instead of coffee the first thing. So drinking water actually helps your adrenal glands and it helps your, um, your, is it your kidney or your bladder? I think it's your bladder. It, it's, it's like, it helps when, when the water hits, that's normal. But when the coffee hits, like things can get interrupted. So <laughs> it's so, also really acidic on an empty yeah. stomach. Mm -hmm. Yes. So water first before your coffee. If you are a coffee drinker, it's just going to help ease that process and, and not jolt you, you know, awake. <laughs> so. And it's, it's really better to eat 
a full meal before you have a cup of coffee as well because for your guts I know a lot about that too yeah gut health is <laughs> and I also, huge yeah hugely important yeah. yeah what I do is I get up and I get up at 4 30 so I can't eat I can't eat breakfast right away that early so what I do is I drink some water I have a, I take my probiotic because it is good to take it on my uh, empty stomach and then I'll drink hot lemon water while I'm teaching and I'll have like a snack mid teaching at some point in the morning, like a banana or something. Then I eat breakfast later. Yeah, I like um, a water or um, a warm water, you know, just like right from the tap. And then I will, if I'm really hungry for some reason, I'll eat an apple and let that and just like let that do its thing. Let the natural energy and natural wake up happen. And then um, kind of mid morning to afternoon, that's when I introduce caffeine, if any. And I, I've I've been on a tea kick recently because I've had to stop drinking coffee. I think tea has, depending on what you're drinking, right, has slightly less caffeine, um, but also doesn't make me feel so frazzled and unfocused. Yeah, a, a cup of green tea has a quarter of the amount, a cup of coffee, the same amount of coffee would have, and then black tea's half. I actually do a lot of herbal tea, like um, chamomile lavender, and there's a couple of different ones I really like. There's a ginger lemon one I'm into right now. Yeah, anything with lavender in it for me. I love her uh, herbal teas in the evening. Oh, that's a good thing we probably need to talk about. So we talked a lot about morning routines, but yeah. what about night, like getting that serotonin ready to, to go to sleep? What's what's your thoughts on that? Uh, give a, uh, giving your uh, body time to digest. So after your after your dinner, when whatever time you decide to eat that, you know, um, giving your body time to digest dinner, just an hour or two, you know, before you go to sleep is going to help your, uh, your body process and, and rest easy. Uh, because I don't know if anyone gets heartburn or anything like that. Oh, or I do. Oh, right. Old right? lady problems here. <laughs> <laughs> you, you eat a big meal and then you go to lay try down. and lay down and, and, and just like nothing can settle. So, so yeah, that's, that's really good life advice, right? Just give your, give your body time to digest. So um, turning off screens before yes. like an hour or two before bed, or um, I've, I said, I had to actually start using um, blue light glasses because I, I stared at a screen so long during the day, either like looking at data or um, when I was looking through a microscope, even um, I, my eyes were just like overly focused for too long. And so when I'd sit down at night, my, my eyes would just feel like they were so strained. So I have to definitely give them a break at the end of the long day. And that's really helped me. But I have a question. Okay, so we talked about intuitive eating. What if your body tells you that you want pizza rolls often? Like what often? if you're like me and you don't have this like innate my body tells me I want vegetables every day. Like you do, Katie. <laughs> yeah, I think I might be a strange bird, but, <laughs> but uh, I think that, so there's, there's the, the processed food um, thing that happens in your body. Like, um, so you were talking about whole 30. That's a, that's a program where you eat whole foods. Well, yeah. a pizza roll, unfortunately is not a whole food. <laughs> No. So the idea that your body wants it often is like, you know, you've just started the, the, um, the, the train, I guess, of, of craving those things. So once you, once you've started, it's so much harder to stop. Well, uh, I, I try on my grocery list 
and I try while I'm in the grocery store to not even bring it into the house because if I've brought it into the house, that's, that's where that. I get into trouble. That's that. It's there and it's game. It's free game. It's for me, you know, at any point, 24-7 breakfast rolls for pizza, lunch, or for pizza, <laughs> for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> yes. Healthy Leah often goes grocery shopping. Right. And there then real Leah comes home and gets mad at her. Yes. She doesn't have anything to eat in the house that she has. She can't cook. She doesn't have to cook. Because <laughs> you got the snack attack and you just want it right then and there. Exactly. Yeah. No, I Sometimes I do go with it. <laughs> yeah. I say, I say there are times in life when you do. You just, your body's like, hey, I want to treat. So you treat yourself. Treat yourself, you know? Everything um, in life in moderation, right? That's, that's the key and that's the hard part for a lot of us. Yeah. Um, exactly. Or if you do want those pizza rolls every day, literally have them for a snack and just have like, you know, a couple, which is terribly hard. <laughs> That's not, I, I literally, I can, I cannot bring them in my house. <laughs> yeah. I really yeah. can't because no matter what size bag I have, it's going to be finished very quickly. Yes. So yes. I just have to quit my, like, I just have to quit cold turkey on those because those kinds of things honestly are extremely addicting. Like we've talked about, we talked about this a little before they did a study and I'll have to look this up and see if I can find the actual study for it, but they did a scientific study and they found that basically Oreos can be almost as addictive as like cocaine. Oh yeah. The sugar. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I think it's in the book too. I mentioned yeah. when people talk about them just eating a few or eating the serving size, I think a serving size of Oreos is two. Yeah, which is just insane because I'm th I'm talking sleeve after sleeve after sleeve of mm -hmm. me just sitting there and not mindfully eating, right? I'm just, I'm doing something else and the Oreos just keep going. <laughs> They're <laughs> disappearing. They're disappearing. And I'm like, where'd they go? <laughs> yeah. So yep. yeah. And, and intuitive eating is it something you have to practice and kind of... Um, uh, hone in hone yeah. in that's a good way to put it mandy hone mm -hmm. in on this um because there's a lot of factors that weigh in right you're uh whether you're pmsing or whether um you know anything like that you're just craving you're stressed, you're stressed. yeah yeah anything. you're so. lonely you're <laughs> yeah eating eating feelings you know yeah you're depressed you had all these things going on this last year you're you have anxiety of yeah, complete like you're you had a bad day you know and katie katie's always been um always been an inspiration for me and mandy especially in the last few years um you've you've definitely grown into much more of an intuitive eater and um have really just started listening to your body and um and I, I really have a lot of respect for both of you in regards to that, because that is something that I constantly struggle with. And um, I was raised in a household where I was taught all of these things. Honestly, for me, I think like life just, just gets to me sometimes. And, you know, and it's, it's trying to learn how to do those resets on my body and, um, and on my mind and like reteach myself all of these things, you know, constantly. It's a constant struggle. And trying to stay inspired with it, you know, and I think that that goes back 
back to the other tip is finding the ways you can do it small, starting small, and also um, doing something that's fun and active. So like you said, hiking, that's, that's fantastic, you know, and it's one of those things, you're out there for the views, the animals, and the, you know, the aspect, uh, the fresh air, and then when you, when you're done, you realize that you burned a lot of calories. So, you know, the exercise can be the after, the after effect. Mm -hmm. And I think finding someone that has the same outlook and goals that you do is also very, very helpful. Um, so finding somebody to do these kinds of things with really helps as well. Um, I know Katie, when we, when we lived together, it was, it was a lot easier for me. Oh, it was so much easier. The accountability, Um, because I would just be like, I'm doing this, you come with me and we would do it together. Like (laughs) you would shame me into (laughs) doing all my plots. Oh no, did Not I shame getting movie you? theater popcorn. She'd be, I'd be like, oh, do you want to get movie theater popcorn? She'd be like, oh no, I'm good. And I'm like, oh, of course you're good. <laughs> she's just one of those people that it, it does, I don't want to say it just comes, it comes, it seems to come easily to her. And then Mandy was also, she's always been a good influence in that, in regards to that as well. So we'd go walking all the time and, and everything like that. So it was always really nice, but so it's been a lot more of a struggle now that I don't have the two of you constantly like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go do this. You know? What do you so, mean? Right after this episode, we're supposed to be doing Pilates. So I don't know what you mean. <laughs> well, in response to that, in regards to that, that's actually one of my goals. So one of my goals for this next year is 2021 is going to be a year of change for me, right? And so I am hiring a personal trainer, AKA my sister, um, <laughs> for both of us, uh, my hire or for hire. Yes. <laughs> DM me on my Instagram, Katie Hall, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so I am actually, uh, going to be hiring her to help create, help me create a sustainable program. That's like personalized for, um, for me. I think that I'm, we're really excited about, about doing that. And I think it's really going to help. And my sister is very good at keeping people accountable. Trust me. <laughs> I look really sweet, but I, I can be, you know, that, that drill sergeant. You have a feisty you side, <laughs> as, as Momo would say, feisty. I have some fitness goals as well this year. I, like y'all know, I walk a lot. I try to do like about over two and a half to three miles at least five days a week. But if I could do it every day, I would do it every day. But I've still not, and I keep just not getting to doing the other stuff you should be doing, like cardio and strength training. So I'm going to break the year into quarters, into four-month increments. And I'm going to practice stretching, strength, and cardio. But I won't do them all at one time. Like I'll start with like stretching or strength training, and then I'll move on to the next one. And then the next one, by the end of the year, I would have done all three to see. And I'm just going to try different things and see what works. Nothing strenuous, a couple of plank challenges, some stretching videos. It's not going to be like hours worth of <laughs> fitness time, but that's what I'm going to try to do. And that goes along with some of the things we talked about in this episode today. Remember, you can't make big changes all at once. You should make small changes and then add more as you feel comfortable with the changes you've already made. You should find easy ways to get moving, like stretching in bed or short YouTube videos. Find movement you like, maybe even find something you like with a partner. 
or a friend. And then also really think about when you eat, why you're eating and what you're eating and what your body is telling you when you eat. Like, are you bloated? Are you gassy? These are all signs that you probably have some kind of food intolerance or something's not sitting right and it's time to make some dietary changes. And on that note, I think I will also leave you with my husband's healthy habit advice that he gave me when I told him what this podcast episode was going to be about. And he said, take your vitamins. That was DJ's advice. <laughs> that was his advice. I and love it. the reason he's saying that is because um, things like vitamin D and, and things like that have been shown to, to really help your, your immune system and, and kind of ward off a lot of, of things right now, especially. And every morning he asks me, if I took my vitamins and if he doesn't hand them to me, I forget. <laughs> so that was his, his passive aggressive way of getting on to me and saying, take your vitamins, Leah, like an adult. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's amazing. Yeah. Up your, up, up your vitamin D. If you don't already take some for uh, this season, you know, it's good for seasonal depression and um, good if you don't get a lot of sunshine. So. Yes, exactly. Um, well, thank you guys for listening to all of our personal experiences um, and struggles as well, right? Mm -hmm. um, we will make sure that we link everything that we talked about in this video um, on our Facebook page. Um, if you have any questions um, or if you would Ask like... Ask Katie, not me. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's hilarious. You would, <laughs> yeah like a personal trainer. Um, <laughs> I'm here for well, you, boo. I'm here for you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I hope everybody is having a good year so far as well. So have a great day and I hope you've enjoyed listening to us today. For more stories and all things Southern, please subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcast or wherever you find your podcast. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and other social media platforms at Don't Tell Momo. We would like to give a big thank you to David Sewell for the original music. Thank you to all of our Momos who have inspired us along the way. And thank you to Anchor for your incredibly user-friendly site. 